Hi, welcome to Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. Myself, Dwight Thompson, and my co-host, Nicolette Lianza, will bring you conversations with leading Life Stance Health professionals who will help guide you on your journey to positive mental health and well-being. At Life Stance, we believe in the three pillars of mental health, mental flexibility, mindfulness, and resilience. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. Um, myself, Dwight Thompson, and Nikki Lianza are joining you once again. Hi, everybody. And I'm really happy to bring back um, a previous guest of ours, uh, Kim Hardy. Kim, uh, welcome back. Thank you, as always, for, for taking some time with us and letting us pick your brain. Uh, for those that maybe didn't listen, hear you when you were initially on our, our podcast, um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do with Life Stance here. I am the regional lead clinician for our West Side offices here in the Midwest Division. I am also seeing patients actively, so I also carry a caseload. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, you're a phenomenal clinician and really happy to have you and and we're happy just uh, to, you know, kind of get your feedback on something that... um, a lot of people struggle with this time of year more than anything. Um, we're coming up on the holiday season, um, which in so many ways is such a special time and, and such a time for so much reflection. And, and it comes with so much positive, but um, you're, it would be naive to um, overlook some of the, the, the stressors that come with the holiday times. And, um, and, it's, and it's such an unparalleled year, too. Um, so you got the holiday season in 2020, where we've already seen so much chaos. So in general, um, tell us a little bit about some basic tips that people can do to manage stress around the holidays. Well, I would most definitely say that some of the best tips right now would be to, for one, drop those expectations. Um, what we thought or believe the holidays are supposed to be, mm-hmm. perhaps taking a step back and looking at what those beliefs and values are would be wise. Um, Also, uh, taking care of yourself, having some self-care is going to be paramount right now um, because we're making a lot of decisions um, amidst unprecedented times. And Mm -hmm. some of those decisions may not be popular with our family and loved ones. Um, So making sure that we're taking that time to take care of ourselves and to make these decisions for what's best for us overall. Yeah. So- I, I agree for sure, Kim. I, I think what happens during this time is that we forget that it's about enjoying the holidays, enjoying you know, this time of year, and that we very much forget to take care of ourselves and just kind of gets consumed by the stress. Dwight, were you going to and- add something to that? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, kind of, so some of the things that you're speaking to it tells me that it, and, and you're seeing this probably in your caseload, a lot of people tend to to give so much of themselves. Um, and it sounds like almost exhaust themselves around this time of year. What are some ways that, um, what are some actual action items that people can, can take away that can play, can play towards that self-care and making sure that um, you're being the best version of yourself this time of year? Okay, I didn't hear your question. I'm sorry, you kind of went in and out there. That's okay. Uh, that's 2020. We're now everyone's relying on technology, so we'll get there. Um, so, what are some action items that you would, some recommendations that you can actually implement 
for folks to practice more self-care and making sure that they're not wearing themselves thin uh, this time of year? Mm-hmm. Well, some of the recommendations I've actually, I've actually taken off of a worksheet called the Holiday Stress uh, Worksheet um, that I started utilizing back in 2019. And one of the things that they recommend is like having a plan. So like having a budget, say, for example. So on this budget, I may say this is what I'm going to spend, you know, that this is all I can do right now and not going over that. Okay, or this is all I'm going to drink this year. Mm, I'm not going to go over that. And I've I've tried to share with my clients and, you know, most recently that when it comes to um, that particular plan, it's helpful to understand where these challenges are for us. So like, say, mine's may be that I'm around too much family or there's too much contact with family, then my plan is going to be focused on that instead of the alcohol or the eating or the, um, the money aspect of things. Something as simple as shopping from home you know, from my laptop versus going into the stores where I know it's going to be stressful. Yeah. So taking some of those things into consideration would be really helpful. I think that's such an amazing idea of people being planful about it. Instead of just kind of like, just like saying, you know, willy nilly, we'll see what just happens. It's like, you know, do your best you can to kind of like manage what you can of this time, like being planful, having a budget, you know, I, I think having these conversations as well as thinking ahead and, and doing the best you can to plan really can help manage, you know, people's anxiety with that. So I think that's. Oh, for sure it can. And you know, that's actually part of the problem. A lot of people think that they have to like jump right in that they, you know, it's the holidays, everybody's rushing about and there's no time being taken to stop and consider mm. what your needs are and, and the needs of your loved ones, quite honestly. You know, so when we take that time to make a plan and be intentional, we're, we're taking that opportunity to take care of ourselves. I agree. And, and that's going to be super important. And for that to be seen as another way to take care of ourselves. You know, I, don't, I think when people think self-care, they think very specific things, but being planful is another way of self-caring and helping you manage your anxiety. So that's a great way of looking at it. You know, you mentioned loved ones, which makes me think, you know, the, the stress and the drama that sometimes can come about when we get together with our loved ones. And I know with, with the time of COVID, things are going to look a little different as we're getting together with our loved ones. It's going to hopefully be smaller gatherings, but... Can you give us some tips on how to navigate the potential family drama that can come up during this time of year? For sure. Um, Most definitely keeping some healthy boundaries. And those boundaries um, are derived from our values and our beliefs. And right now, those may differ from some of our family and our friends. So taking time to identify what those are. So if I... Um, don't believe in a very large gathering, then I want to be able, I make sure that I communicate that with my family ahead of time, you know, so setting that, setting that seed or planting that seed ahead of time saying, Hey, look, we're, we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be staying home and it's just going to be the two of us. 
and understanding that that's enough mm-hmm. and that there's mm-hmm. not a lot of guilt around that. The other thing is, is when it comes to like um, having a trauma history, mm-hmm. um, sometimes when we're engaging in those um, in in those holiday settings, emotions are high. There's a lot of people around. We don't always stop to think about how we can take care of ourselves in those moments. So some of the things that I've recommended in the past is um, maybe carrying something to help ground yourself, like in your pocket or, or even having like your partner or um, your parent or a loved one maybe come by every now and then kind of pat you on your shoulder or uh, squeeze your hand. A little added you know, reassurance from them, huh? Absolutely. And, and, and letting you know that they're there and like taking that time to step away from the crowd, from the busyness, going into another room, stepping outside for fresh air. All of those things are ways that we can keep those healthy boundaries and at the same time take care of ourselves. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And Kim, um, so kind of shifting gears a little bit um, and looking at a more uh, macro level of things, why are there, we know, I mean, we have the statistics, we have the data, this is tangible. Why is it, why is there such an excess and increase in mental health issues around the holiday season? You know, quite honestly, I believe that those issues have always been there. And unfortunately, we're not practicing skills as a preventive measuring Mm -hmm. tool oftentimes. So they go up more than likely because of the stress and those expectations. So it's just exacerbating something that's there already. That's already been there, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking time to reflect on how we can put supportive people and tools in place ahead of time can help us um, decrease that likelihood that things are going to get bad during this time of year. Also, you know, more parties, um, time around a lot of people, um, not really taking time to yourself because you're rushing about trying to get the perfect gift. You know, um, situations like that have put us in a position where that anxiety is going to be high. And right now, there's a lot of job loss. There's um, a lot of illness. Um, People are watching the news a lot. And those things, again, are increasing that anxiety. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. There's just a lot of anxiety for everything, obviously, with the pandemic that doesn't need to be said. Um, So let me ask you this. If you're sort of looking around you and you know that there's people in your life and people within your family or your friends that you know tend to, to tend to struggle um, and you, you kind of are anticipating this, like you said, exacerbating an issue that you, you're aware is there. From a support mm-hmm. system standpoint, what's your recommendation mm-hmm. of how to, how to be a good support system this time of year? Well, the first thing I do is I try and roll my lid as much as I possibly mm-hmm. can to my loved ones. And I do check in on them. Um, so I make those phone calls. I try and touch base, find out where people are at. And I give them those reminders and I give them that permission that I think a lot of people are looking for. A lot of people are under the 
well, they need that permission that it's okay to say no mm -hmm. and that no is a complete mm -hmm. sentence mm -hmm. and that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to add to that, what I see with some clients is that they're overly empathetic. They'll take on everybody else's problems and, and feelings and, and struggles. And so that then weighs them down. So, you know, jumping back to boundaries, setting that boundary for yourself where you are maybe saying no, so you're not oversending yourself. And I think that's definitely what you're alluding to, Kim. Sure. Really good suggestion. Very important, yeah. too. And that's for um, Yes. There's, a, there's actually a saying that if I feel like I need it, if I feel like I need an extra heart, then I'm being too empathetic. Mm -hmm. like and that. that's the time to kind of stop back, you know, step back and take a look at, are these my feelings, my emotions that I'm carrying, or do they belong to someone else? Yeah. Kim, thank you uh, for, for these tangible items, which I think is very helpful with, with navigating these times. Because um, I do think it's important to normalize that, um, you know, these issues do arise um, within you know, during the holiday season. And um, it's, if you're not, if you're not being realistic about them and, and uh, being sort of oblivious to them, you're, you're remiss to do so. Um, and one piece mm -hmm. that I think is interesting is, is thinking about, um, I know in the worksheet that you alluded to that you use, when I looked that worksheet over, there's a piece in there just kind of talking about um, issues in the past that you've had um, because again, the holidays, it's so family centric mm -hmm. and issues that in the past that you maybe have had with a family member, they don't just disappear around the holiday times, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible to, to, co to coexist in the same environment. Um, if you're comfortable, if that's within your boundary, um, how do you navigate that kind of situation and that dynamic where there's a history of some conflict, um, but you know that you might be in the same place at the same time? Well, from my experience and the recommendations I've given my, my clients in the past, it's been, again, to set those boundaries. So say, for example, if you know a certain family's member is going to be present for dinner, you could potentially arrange time to be with that family prior to that person sure. coming. It doesn't have to be dinner. You could arrange to say, well, you know what, we'll stop by on Christmas sure. Eve instead of Christmas mm -hmm. Day, or we'll stop by for brunch versus mm -hmm. dinner. Sometimes, well, most of the time, we quite honestly have to stop and think about our needs and how we may be um, responding to certain, I, you know, I'm so, I'm so reluctant to call them triggers, because from a trauma viewpoint, they can, uh, they're honestly emotional responses and our body is doing normally what it's supposed to be doing in those mm -hmm. circumstances. So when these things happen or we're aware, again, completing that worksheet, you're taking a look at how you have responded in the past and what that has looked like. So now I'm going to make those changes moving forward. I'm not going to continue to do the same thing sure. that I've done the year before and the year sure. before that, you know, I have to be very clear as to what I'm going to allow, what I'm not right. going to allow in my life in order for me and my family to have an enjoyable yeah. holiday. And that's really helpful too. And I think something that um, I know that we've talked quite, quite a bit about on this podcast is um, just the, the piece of being kind to yourself. Um, you know, mm -hmm. being patient, yes. we, we way back in, in March, we're talking about, um, you know, everyone's facing this quarantine and it's a, it's a, it's a new territory for everybody. Um, and just be kind to yourself and be patient with yourself. And I feel, um, I just feel very strongly about that. And I think that you do did a good job of, of speaking to that, of, 
you know, kind of get go at your own pace, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, mm-hmm. making sure that um, you're in that that within that boundary that you set for not only yourself, but with your family members. Um, and so I appreciate that. So um, the other thing, though, that I think is interesting is there are there's so much positive that comes with the holiday season and maybe some past holidays. Can you talk a little bit about something that I feel a lot of people will, will struggle with is this could be the first holiday perhaps without a loved one. And that's, that can be uncharted right. territory. How do you approach that um, with your clients and um, having that discussion? Well, what I have recommended in the past is that clients take the time to take a look at what those holidays have looked like in the past and ways to still incorporate that person into their lives. <laughs> Um, again, a lot of that's going to have to do with what those beliefs and values are surrounding loss and surrounding mm-hmm. grief and even what your spiritual or your religious values or beliefs may be. So, you know, in many cultures or some cultures, I won't say many, in some cultures, it's still setting a place at the table mm-hmm. for that person or um, perhaps doing something as far as a memorial for them on that day and making something that was their favorite yeah. dish. I think I heard that recently. Sure. Keeping some, up with those some, traditions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So when you may have normally have had a cake on their birthday, say, for example, you might make their favorite dish during right. the holiday. Like that. That's you, good. You know, or, or, or maybe even write a letter yeah. or, or um, you know, trying to remember right. them that day in a of life for sure i think i think that could definitely help with the healing process when it comes to grief especially during this time that you know remembering the person you know can be such a painful time especially if you lose someone during around this time and if it's the anniversary of a loss of course so i i like that idea of like honoring them in some way keeping up the traditions i think that's very important kim Okay, so Kim, for those people who are maybe struggling with some significant depression, either this during this time of year or just in general, and, and maybe one of the symptoms they tend to struggle with most is that they tend to really, really withdraw and isolate. What feedback would you give people who are struggling with significant depression, especially if they tend to isolate or withdraw from others? Okay, so referring back to the holiday stress worksheet, some of the tips that they recommend is inviting others to get together with you, um, understanding the difference between being proactive versus being reactive, um, emotionally, um, constantly on edge, you know, constantly giving it back to someone and staying active. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern with that, though, is that we have to be very intentional as to who we choose to be in that circle with us. So if I'm going to choose someone who's going to be a good support person, I want someone that's going to meet those needs that I need met and that they're not going to be coming necessarily with their ideas that may not be a Mm -hmm. good fit for me at the time. So what should people do then if that's the case where, you know, they're trying to select their, their small circle around them, but there is a person that is more about getting their own needs met and maybe not meeting our emotional needs. What would you say to, to navigate that? 
Well, again, understanding what your beliefs and your values are. So if I know that during the holidays, I'm really anxious and I get easily upset when a family member may bring up something I did in the past as a kid, let's say, for example, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I have someone around me or even a friend that I know kind of gets my point sure. of view, perhaps text me at certain times yeah, I like that. Um, I like that too. during my visit. Or they could, like if I take somebody with me, if I have my partner or my spouse, um, they're going to go with me to these family events, mm-hmm. maybe um, practicing even like a meditation with me before I sit down with my family or holding my hand or um, having me walk out of the room with them or me taking those breaks. Again, they're going to kind of cover for me Mm -hmm. or they're going to at least be that support person where they're going to um, empathize with me, Mm -hmm. uh, understand where I'm coming from and that they're not going to ridicule me or, um, make it yeah. worse. So, like, Perhaps. it's helpful to have like, uh, like a little bit of a cheerleader, right. you know, to kind of help support. That's a great word for absolutely. And not only that, your cheerleader. And not only that, it's I like how much you're encouraging people to allow yourself to be a little vulnerable. Allow yourself to recognize that vulnerability mm-hmm. and recognize that that support is needed, and that's okay. It's okay to need that support. Um, yes, and telling them what you need. Sure. Yeah. Being transparent like, about it. Don't think that. Right. Don't think that your support people know what you need mm-hmm. tell them what right. you need. Mm-hmm. so important there's no guessing yeah yeah love that so kim um sort of to you know kind of wrap up here a little bit um I, I do think it's it is important nonetheless for us to also be mindful of all of the positive things that come with the holiday season i think that kind of helps with um our mental health in general um and our overall mood and allows us to be to you know, be thankful um, and allow the season to have a positive impact on us because it does have the potential to do that. What are some of the things that you, you know, you find special about this time of year, um, special about the holidays and, and, and stuff like that? Well, I find being able to go see lights, sure. mm-hmm. uh, being able to buy those scented pine <laughs> cones and have them house. That has been right. fun. Um, and also having some quiet time, you know, for me, the holidays have always been about quiet time. I come from a large family of eight. Um, so I have, um, found that when I have those moments of solitude at home, before I go to see my family, it's probably some of the best moments, not because I don't want to engage with them, but that's my opportunity to reflect on what has gone well throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I find positive, those 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 moments of reflection and, and what can I change and how can I move forward right. in the new right. year? You know, this time of year can be whatever we decide that we want it to mm-hmm. be, but it's most definitely a time of renewal, mm-hmm. especially amidst of COVID. Course, right? What not a better opportunity to step back and take a look at what has gone well and what we can do even better in 2021 well said well said easy mm-hmm. easy to take some things for granted so that's very well said thank very you true. kim thank you so much for joining um been incredibly yeah. in- incredibly 
impactful and you've had just so much great insight. So I know I appreciate it. As well as I, Kim, as well. You've provided a lot of great information for a lot of people to carry forward and and have some extra tips now on how to navigate this difficult time for some people and, and to make sure we're working on it to be more festive for, for ourselves during this time. So I appreciate it as well. I appreciate the two of you and all the work that you do. And I can't wait to hear everything that's coming from this podcast next year. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. As always, our podcast, Reset Your Mindset, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on our practice or to schedule an appointment, please visit lifestance.com. That is lifestance.com.